There was a guy who showed up to my newsroom with a gun one time. No joke. I remember it being a nice day outside, a lot nicer than you would expect it to be in western Montana in early November. But this is also 19 years ago, so my memory may be a little bit foggy. It was 2001. I was in my first job, rookie reporter at KECI, the NBC affiliate in Missoula, Montana. Little newsroom, not a lot of staff. There were maybe five reporters on the entire staff at the time. Only three of us were on at any given time. At this point in my young career, I'd already covered quite a few different stories. Murders, protests, politics, a lot of fun features, and even though it was thousands of miles away, I covered 9-11. I thought I'd seen a lot in my first few months out of college, and I really had. But none of it prepared me for what happened on this particular afternoon. I was in our newsroom on the second floor of the building. Usual day. Nothing big was going on. Scanners were blaring. There was the general din of conversation about stories. And it was, if I remember correctly, just after lunch. I spotted our weekend sports anchor Josh come walking up the stairs. Then, as casual as can be, he said... Does anyone know there's a guy in the parking lot with a gun? This is Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave, a one-car podcast about and by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting, the boring, and the mundane parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There was this moment where everything just kind of stopped after Josh said that. How it actually played out is probably a lot less dramatic than how I remember it, But there was this what-are-you-talking-about atmosphere. Josh assured us, yes, there's a guy in the parking lot, he's got a rifle. And he was screaming about something, wanted to talk to the media. Someone made the obvious decision, call 911. And I gotta tell you, when you spend your entire day and job listening to emergency dispatch calls on scanners, it's a little bit eerie when you hear that scanner blare out information about a man with a gun at your workplace. It was especially impressive because dispatch was sending out the call to police units while our newsroom was still on the phone with them. Missoula PD moves fast. Speaking of fast, this is where things do get a bit confusing for me, and my memory does fail a bit. But at some point, we became aware our sports director was literally hiding behind a car from this guy in the parking lot. It was kind of impossible for us to see, though. Our newsroom was on the second floor with windows facing west. Parking lot is on the east side of the building. We didn't have any kind of visual access to see what was going on. Eventually, Todd got away. He got inside. Then the gunman got in his truck, took off. My news director pointed at me and a photographer to jump in our news car and follow him. Because, hey, it's news. We're a newsroom. So we started going where we thought he was heading. But we never actually saw his car. It was kind of a guessing game. Turns out, he either did a circle around the block or a Yui because he was right back in the parking lot. So, back we go. We parked on the opposite side of the building. Again, the west side of the building. That's where there's an employee entrance we could use. We got upstairs, and by this point, it's a full-on standoff with this guy and the cops. We're told, stay in the building. Do not come outside under any circumstances. But we start thinking, 
how are we going to film this? Because it's still a news story, big news story. My news director comes up with the idea to film from the roof, looking down on the parking lot. Problem. I was the only reporter in the building when all this happened. I have the only field camera, which is now securely fastened in the back of the news car out on the street. He told me to go get it. Sounded like a good idea at the time. All the action is on the other side of the building in the parking lot, so I assume I'll be fine. Rookie mistake. I ran downstairs to the employee entrance. I knew the car wasn't 10 feet from the door. At practically full speed, I slammed through the door and burst out onto the sidewalk. Then I hear, don't move. I froze, looked to my right, and there was a police officer with his gun drawn pointed right at me. Clearly, I'd erred in my judgment to go outside. He lowered his gun away from me, thankfully, and screamed, what are you doing? Told him I was just getting my camera out of the car. He seemed to not think this was sufficient reason to interrupt an armed standoff. See, there's an alley on the north side of the building connecting the street on the west side and the parking lot on the east. This police officer was guarding that alley. He told me to get back inside. I obliged. So back upstairs to the newsroom I go, sans camera. Our chief engineer had to get a little bit inventive. He unhooked a studio camera and somehow managed to rig it where he could get it to operate as a field camera. He went up onto the roof and began filming. I don't know how much later it was, but we got word that the man was taken into custody alive. The cops did wind up shooting him, but with beanbags. The footage our engineer got was still pretty scary. The guy was threatening himself more than other people. At one point, he was in his truck with the barrel underneath his chin. Though he did fire one shot out of the truck, went through his windshield and into the side of our building. Eventually, he got out, and that's when they, they shot him with the beanbag and disarmed him. And I remember being really sad about it. Why would this guy do this? Why would he grab a gun, come to a TV news station, and threaten to kill himself? I wound up putting that story together for our, our evening newscasts, and it just, the X's and O's of what happened, a chronology. A few days later, that guy made his first court appearance, and it turns out his wife or girlfriend had just left him. He was trying to get a hold of her, and he thought TV station would be a good way to get a message to her. While he was in court, he looked straight into our camera and apologized to everyone at our station. He swore he never meant to hurt anyone. I believed him. To this day, I still believe him. He was charged, though, with at least one felony, but I don't know how it all played out for him. I don't know what eventually happened. I hope he got the help he needed, though, because he clearly needed it. This story, however, is one I've obviously never forgotten. And when I think back to it, I realize I probably should have been a bit more scared than I was at the time. may sound weird, but I kind of jumped into reporter mode, and it all happened fast. I think from beginning to end, it was less than a half hour. I didn't really process things until well after the fact. And by that, I mean after my shift, because the moment it was over, like I said, I was doing interviews with Josh, our weekend sports guy, our sports director, Todd, with police, our GM, I think, made a statement. So there was still work to do, and I very much treated it like any other story. I took all those elements along with the video, put them together and delivered it for the 6 p.m. newscast, I remember the only thing we needed to actually have a discussion about was whether we showed when he was hit with the beanbags. And I'm fairly certain we decided not to, which 
Again, that's how we would have treated any other story involving a shooting. Reflecting back on it today, I don't know that I was ever scared. Except, you know, when I surprised that cop who pointed his gun at me. My bad. But the police responded quickly. We were locked inside. I was worried for Todd for that brief period of time. I was worried for the cops. And yeah, I was worried for that gunman too. And I kind of took that with me throughout my career. That was 2001. I've been in a lot of other stories where I may have physically been in some kind of danger. Although I, I, it's not anything like I'm a soldier in the field or anything like that. And there are a lot of reporters out there who are in harm's way. I'm just talking about brief moments where maybe things are a little not safe. But I'm doing my job. And I just think that I've been trained and I'm programmed to do it that way. It's part of the job. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. If you would like to hear more of our podcasts, you can go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also search Alone at the Desk on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Thanks for listening.